0: Hey, welcome back to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard, and today we are talking about what it is that you really want. What do you really want? We're going to talk about that and how important it is for you to do the thing that is really on your heart that you've been thinking about. So we'll dive into that. But every time I ask people that question, What do you really want? Or I asked myself that question. What do you really want? You know what flashes in my mind? The scene from The Notebook with Noah and Allie, who is Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams as the actors. They're outside. They're by the car. And Noah's getting really frustrated because he knows what he wants. He knows he wants to be with Allie. But she doesn't want to answer that question when he says, what do you really want? right and it's such an intense scene so what I wanted to do is just play it for you so we feel all the feels and then we'll talk about it just picture your life for me 30 years from now 40 years from now what's it look like if it's with that guy go go I lost you once I think I could do it again if I thought it's what you really wanted but don't you take the easy way out what easy way There is no easy way. No matter what I do, somebody gets hurt. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? God damn it. What do you want? I have to go. That gets me that clip every time because I feel like as an outsider, when you're watching the movie, you're like, you know what it is you want. You know, you want to be with Ryan Gosling. Come on now. But she says it's complicated. And the reason why she says it's complicated and at the end she says I have to go and just wants to avoid all of this in this conversation is because it's so uncomfortable sometimes to follow through on that desire on your heart because it may involve you disappointing people along the way. In fact, it usually does. And this is why number one regret of the dying. I wish I would have had the courage, keyword, courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Number one regret of the dying because it's so hard to disappoint others. And a lot of us are so worried about what other people think about us that that stops us from doing the things on our heart. And that's the regret that we have because it takes so much courage to step out and face the judgment of other people. And sometimes it's a matter of like you're worried about if you do the thing that you might fail at it and then what are other people going to think about you. You know, there's a lot of that stuff. And as many, like there's so many of us that want to say we don't care about what other people think about us, but I can tell you, people care what other people think about them, period. We are wired to care because back in the day, how did we survive? Being part of a tribe, being liked by other people and supported by other people, that helped us survive. And that survival part of our mind, it's still there still working, still worried about being outcasted, not liked, all of that stuff at a subconscious level. You know, so those feelings are very strong. So I just wonder for you, you know, that question, I know you've heard this, what would you do if you weren't afraid? What would you do if you were not afraid about what other people were going to think about you? And this might be people that you really love. This may be complete strangers. You know, sometimes when I'm working with my clients, they get really afraid of, like I have a client right now going through, I have two clients actually right now going through this, where they're going to resign from their roles um, so that they can pursue the thing that's really on their heart and they're afraid to tell their bosses that they don't want to do this anymore. Some of them are afraid to tell their family members, I don't want this life for me anymore. I want something different and they're afraid to step out into completely new territory because they've been doing the other thing for so long but they know that if they continue to do the thing that is not in alignment with who they want to be they will have regrets and you know what motivates them to invest actually in the coaching and to actually do this this challenging work at times it's because they're afraid of having regrets and fear is a very powerful motivator right? And this is the thing is, I see it this way. You can either be uncomfortable going after the life you want, or you can be uncomfortable living the life you don't want. Which one? Because either way, you're going to be uncomfortable, period. That's just how this life is. But are you going to be uncomfortable doing the thing you don't want to do anymore? Are you going to be uncomfortable going after your dream and the thing that's on your heart? And if you still feel like, oh, I'm, I'm still like, I really am unclear about what it is I, that I want, I bet you that answer is there. It's just a matter of you sitting and being still and doing the work to figure it out. I think you already have that answer with inside you of what it is that you want to do, do next. I think you're already being led, truly. And I feel like in my work, when I've been working with clients, and you know I do a lot of Clarity around career stuff, but I also do a lot of work around communication and as far as like figuring out how to say something in a way that makes you feel really good. And I've noticed with a lot of my clients that are afraid to take those next steps, you know, like when we sit together and we're like, let's talk about how you can say this in a way that makes you feel really good. How you can speak your truth in a way that feels good to you. How you can honor those people that you're worried about disappointing. And when we start to do that work and we get clear on messaging and they're clear on who they want to be as well. Like they're clear about like, you know, that vision that they have for their lives. And then they're able to more clearly communicate that with others. And when they're mindful of how energy works and how to show up from a higher energy place in their communication, everything changes. So, what makes me different is that I'm not just saying, I'm not just about finding people all these new jobs and like moving you in that and piecing out. Like, I'm about how are you communicating with yourself? What is your vision for your life? And how are you communicating with other people? What kind of energy are you bringing into the space that you're in? Because if you're not bringing in that right kind of energy, It'll be really hard for you to create the results that you want in your life. And a lot of people aren't talking about that energy stuff. And I think it's because a lot of people are worried about it too being, well, too woo-woo. You know, there is a side where some people talk about this in a way that you're like, well, I can't even understand what you're talking about. I can't relate at all. I like to talk about it from a scientific perspective. Like period, y'all, everything is made up of energy. Period. Hands down. You can listen to a song on the radio because of the frequency. You turn to that station, that frequency, and the music comes in. So what kind of frequency are you generating? What station are you on? And what kind of music is coming in based on the station that you're on? And this is what I can tell you. If you're like, there's a lot of thoughts and things around how things aren't going to work out for you, that kind of stuff, it's because you're just, you're just on the wrong radio station. We just got to turn, turn that energy up right turn that station change that and the way that we do that is we help you get really clear around the direction you want to take your life and then we look at like what's getting in the way of that and is it fear around what other people are going to think about you is it any of that low energy stuff and if so how can we change that message in your own mind and how we can how can we help you communicate in a way that really serves you that's the stuff that i love to talk about okay so I hope you enjoyed that clip from The Notebook and it got you really thinking about your own life. And also I wanted you to notice too, you know how at the end, Allie was like, I gotta go, right? She wanted to avoid all of that. And I see that so often in people. It's like, we know what we want, but then when we start thinking about it, it gets scary to take that step. So we're like, just, I'm gonna stop this conversation. I don't wanna think about it anymore. Even in our own minds, we're like done. It's okay, I'm gonna just stay where I am. And it's not OK, though, because that keeps eating at you inside, you know, and that she still she left distressed and upset and she wasn't it wasn't over yet for her, you know, right. It was still going to be bothering her. And there's um, in the Gospel of Thomas, I think I've mentioned this before on the show. Um, there is I'm totally going to paraphrase this, but there is a verse that talks about or saying that talks about how. If you don't bring forth what is in you, what is in you will destroy you. So it's almost like you have these gifts and things that you've been given or these desires on your heart. And if you don't release it and put it out into the world, it's going to destroy you from the inside, right? Because it's all that regret and stuff that we live with. So many of us are focused around what could go wrong if we do the thing on our heart versus what could go right what could grow well for us if we did the thing on our heart what if we focused more on that the goodness that could happen if we followed that nudge because even with the notebook and ally talking to noah ally there is focused on the bad things that could happen you know disappointing other people hurting other people All of that stuff, that's where her brain is going. And I just wonder for you, when it comes to your dreams, does your brain go to all the things that could go wrong or all that could be made possible for you if you stepped out and you tried, if you did the thing that's on your heart? And that's what I'm encouraging you to think about in this episode is the many opportunities available to you that you don't even know yet if you just walk out in that faith, if you trust a little more so another story i want you to learn from is shania twain's story so my husband and i were watching on netflix shania twain's documentary and after i watched her documentary i had so much more respect for her i already loved her as an artist but after i watched the documentary and i heard her story i'm like dang girl like this is so cool what you've been able to do and how you listen to your heart so I'm going to kind of summarize her story. So Shania Twain started singing, you know, when she was very young. Her She came from a very poor family. Um, they always really encouraged her to sing and all that. And she would actually go into bars and sing at a very young age. And she was singing country music. And that's what they wanted her to sing. And her parents died when she was, I want to say, 22, and then she had to take care of her siblings like actually had to provide for her siblings and her music career had not really took off yet like she was just still kind of singing in the bars like very low-key stuff not making money from it and then she started working at a as a, at a resort and then she got noticed and then things started to grow from there but in her heart she always loved rock music so she loved country too but she also loved rock music and um, back then it was like, you're a, you're a woman, country singer, like you sing country and you make it sound like country, you know. But there was that tug inside of her. She's like, well, what if I like made it sound a little more like rock, and kind of mix them? Like, I would love that, you know. So she got really curious about that. She was getting called to that. And then um, she ended up meeting her husband who really helped her with all this kind of this twist and helping her make her song sound more rock-like because that's his background um where he helped other artists that were rock artists so anyways then she her albums just like blew up took off she ended up being one of the top female artists out there selling the most albums all of that stuff made history and i forgot i need to pack up because her first album this is my point her very first album was a country focused album she still was a country artist but it was sounded like country it was a great album like i love the songs on that first album and a lot of other people did too it was a hit it did so well but then after she created it and it was like She was getting really recognized for that album. Everyone's like, you're going to tour, right? Like people wanted to see her in concert after this album was out. And she was said, no, I'm not going to tour because I want to go back and I want to write my songs, write more songs. And she had that tug in her heart where she wanted to make them a little more rock-like. You know, that was still there, brewing. So everyone's like, you're leaving money on the table. Like you could go out and tour right now. This album was so popular. You can make so much money. And she's like... But then I would be taken away from my ability to sit and write more hits, but do it in a way that feels really good to me. So you know what she did? She listened to her heart, right? And she she took that time, did those albums, met her husband, ended up the the albums to follow were massive hits. Right. Way more successful than that first album. Actually made her so she was globally recognized because she listened to that voice. Right, and you—if you think about her songs, if you're familiar with her as an artist, like man, I feel like a woman. Um, Any of her other major like hits, there—they have that rock kind of side to them. And she was even, you know, wearing like the crop tops back then, um, just really owning like her power. And um, listening to her own intuition, doing things that were very different that other people were like, well, what are you doing? You know, that other people probably wouldn't recommend for her to do because it was uncharted territory, but it was on her heart and it opened all these doors for her. So um, I share that story because look what happened when she did listen to her heart, when the world told her to do something different, you know. So I think that your own intuition is so powerful and it knows the answers. And a lot of times we want to seek outsiders advice around all these things and I think it's good to seek wise counsel for sure, hands down. But at the end of the day, you know that if something keeps showing up for you and you keep thinking about it, it's often a sign that maybe that's something God wants you to pursue. I'm just going to say that. Um Another thing that I thought was really interesting about her story was she ended up having a manager like w- that she knew um, before her parents had passed away. And this person, like she really loved and stuff and it helped her like really with her first album, get to that point. But then she had this desire on her heart where she wanted to go global and make that kind of impact. And that manager didn't have that kind of experience and she was getting older and all that. This is someone she loved and cared for. So she ended up stop ending her work with that manager to find another manager that really aligned with her vision of where she wanted to go. And I bet you that was a very difficult decision to make. And they didn't talk a lot about it in the documentary, but I was just feeling for her. It was like, well, this person was around almost probably was like a a mother figure in a sense because her parents had passed away and this other woman really helped encourage her career, get her to that point. It would have been so hard to let that person go to find a new manager because of your vision that you have next, you know? And sometimes we have to make those decisions in our life where it is hard. And I just remember back in my life where, I ended up leaving a job that I loved my boss. Like, my my boss was like a mother to me. Like, I truly had so much love and respect for her. But I had this other desire on my heart. Like, I wanted to coach. I wanted to teach more. And I felt like this tug. Like, I, like, got to step away from this so I can do this thing. And that was so hard for me to make that decision. But I'm so glad I did. Now that I'm on the other end and I'm holding this mic, I'm so glad that I did. You know, and that person's still in my life and I love her so much. And all is well, but I was so worried about disappointing her too. You know, so I just share that story because maybe someone needs to hear that story. Um, but going back to Shania, so she was thinking about her vision. This is key. This is another thing I want you to hear. Vision is important. You need to know where you want to take your life, right? It doesn't have to be crystal clear. But you have to have an idea of the direction you want to go so you can make wise decisions. You can't be intentional with your time, energy, and resources if you are not clear about the direction you want to take your life, right? Or you have an idea of it. You can't. Because how do you know what's, a, what, what's in alignment with the vision if you don't have an idea of what the vision is? This is why recently in my life, I've made significant changes around my career. I'm, I'm often making changes around my career. Like I've stepped, I don't, career coach as much as I used to. I still have my clients that I love and that I'll keep bringing more clients on. But it's not to the level that I used to coach because I wanted to step out more and focus on my speaking career. And I wanted to do more communications consulting work, which is why I ended up getting an opportunity to coach TEDx speakers, to prepare them to speak on stage, which is why I'm in the process now of working in the interview stages fingers crossed, of working with a communications firm to help teach people around being persuasive communicators to be able to influence other people from a very positive place. Like I'm stepping into those identities of communications consultant, right? Professional speaker, which is why I'm working on all my speaking stuff, which is why I'm setting up times to go talk in different organizations about this whole, this being better communicators and really understanding the energy side of communication and how it's so important that we're intentional about how we show up and what we say to people because it impacts everything, you know, that we're doing. And I'm just like stepping into those spaces. And the reason why I pursue those opportunities is because I know my vision. And that makes it so much easier on me. So if someone's like, hey, are you interested in this opportunity? I'm like, does that align with my vision? No, it doesn't. OK, I'm not okay i am not Oh, that does align with my vision? That helps me be who I want to be? I'm interested in that. And that's how my clients make their decisions. This is why every single one of my clients have a vision for what it is that they want. They understand this energy stuff, right? Because when it comes to making a decision about their life that can impact not only them, but all the people that they love, I want to make sure that that's in alignment with who they want to be. I want to make sure that it aligns with their vision, their vision and their values, You know, and how they want to live their life, and you need that clarity to know, right? So some of us are still like we don't have that clear vision of what it is that we want, so we're struggling being intentional with our choices. So if you need help with that, holla, I'm here for you to to figure that out. And the thing is, too, is like as you move along, just like you're hearing in my story and Shania Twain's story, is things will change, your vision will change. Like something might serve you for a season, right? And then you're like, you know, I want to go to the next level. Just like Mike, me being a full-time career coach served me in one season, right? And I loved that work. I was grateful for that. And then I was like, you know, I want to go to the next level. And then that's when I was like, I want to be a professional speaker. Like I really want to be speaking on stages more. I want to be a communications consulting. I want to go into organizations and change workplaces. That was a next level vision for me. And then I had to change what was happening in my life to be her. And that's I'm on that process right now. And the same thing. And then I had to let go of some things that were in my life so that I can make space for the new things, just like Shania did. She had to let go of a manager that she really loved to find someone that can help her go global because she had this vision. And when she ended up finding the guy to help her, he said she came to him and he was like, just amazed by how much clarity she had. She's like, these are the three things I want for my life. And I forget what they were, but like one was like being globally recognized, doing like a global tour. And I forget the other thing. It was maybe it was related to the album. Um, And he was like, "Okay, let's let's do it because he was very clear around what her vision was. And it would be so cool if more of us showed up like that in life where we're like, this is what I really want. And I'm committed to going after it. So who, keyword, who do I need in my life to help me be that person? Right? Because I bet you you need some more who's in your life to be the person. And it's probably new who's that you haven't had before because I bet you whatever is, ha- whoever you have in your life right now um, and the habits that you've built up and stuff, that has served you in being who you are right now. That helped you get there. But for you to get to where you want, want to go, you're going to need to switch up some things like what you believe about yourself, those thoughts. The thoughts need to align with who you want to be. The habits, you're going to have to change those up. You're going to have to be surrounded by different kinds of people that help you level up. Like that is a requirement. That is the recipe to get there. That's what we talk about in Commit to Your Vision, your be, act, have recipe and how it's so important that you're not just clear around what it is you want, but you get clear on the other stuff. What do you need to think? What do you need to act like? What are those habits? What's the environment that you need to be in to be who you want to be? Right? You need to make that plan too. And then you need to commit and actually follow through. And you need to show up when it's hard. When it's hard to do so, when you don't feel like it. So I just did a post. If you are in my Facebook group, the intentionalist on Facebook, join. I'm not always on on there, so I'm keeping it real, but I will share things occasionally. In there, and I just shared one um, about just a little story about me not feeling like I wanted to go run in the morning. You know, I don't feel like it. But then I asked myself that question What would make you proud of how you showed up? And what would make me proud is if I went out and I did the thing, even if I didn't feel like it. And I, you know that what that question does for me? It helps me think about my future self and what's going to make her proud. Because a lot of us are just thinking about the right now you know, in our own comfort right now. Because I can tell you when it's like 30 something degrees and it's so cold and it's dark outside still, I don't want to get out of bed and go run. I don't want to. It doesn't feel good to me. But I do it because I'm thinking about her, my future self. And I want you to be thinking about that for yourself, your future self. How can you set that person up for success? What do they need you to do now so that in the future, they're looking back and they're like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that you showed up for me and you did those things that were hard, that were scary, that you made those choices. Because now I'm the one that has no regret. The future version of you is like, I don't have any regrets. I'm just proud that I showed up and I did the work. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. But I do have one more thing I want to encourage you to do. One, actually, I have several things because we got to recap this episode. One is I want you to really think about what it is that you truly want for your life and then ask yourself, are you committed to being that person? Are you just interested? You know, we talk about that a lot. Interest means that you're going to do it until it's not convenient. Committed means you're going to do whatever it takes because you only have one life here, right? So you want it to be your best life. Not settling, not trying to talk yourself out of the desire on your heart to stay safe, shoving that down and meanwhile, like it's eaten at you on the inside. Not that kind of life. An abundant life is what you're meant for. So with that being said, I also want you to think about fun, fun in your life. So often in people's assessments, when we start coaching and you do the wheel assessment and there's a fun category, you rate it like, how do you feel about the fun in your life? Sometimes people write, what is that? Like, that is one of the most common things I see people write next to that, like, fun, what are you talking about? You know, because we get so wrapped up into all the doing and all the things. And we forget about like, we that everything we're doing. I bet you're doing it because you ultimately think that that will lead to more joy or peace for you. So can you bring that joy and peace into your life? Now, can you find something that's really fun for you to do, either by yourself or with your family? For many of my clients, that is on their checklist of things to do between each session, like where they're finding a fun activity to do. Why? Because I want their energy to be higher. Because when I find that their energy is higher and they're enjoying life more, everything else gets easier. They're more motivated to work on the other stuff because they're feeling better about themselves and their life. Like that's really important. So instead of waiting to feel motivated, you need to generate that kind of energy for yourself. A great way to do that is to find things to do that are enjoyable to you, that get your energy higher and if you're if you're confused about what that might be like just look for anything new cuz remember anything new releases dopamine in the mind so that's why i'm constantly searching for fun new things to do like i will look up things and i'm like i have no idea what's what would be involved in that but hey Ian, my husband you know you want to go and i'll be like okay so recently i joined pickleball had no idea how to play pickleball at all And I think it's, it's, I laughed so hard yesterday because we all sucked so badly that it was hilarious and it was so much fun. And I met new friends and this weekend I'm going to be running a race, um, having fun doing like, I'll sign myself up to do random things. I'll go by myself to places. Last week we went to, we had a potluck because I joined a new, uh, group at my church, all new things to me, but so much joy those things brought me. I went to a different restaurant I've never been to. I went for a new a bike path that I've never been on with my family. All of those things were fun to me because they were new. They, they released dopamine. And I do that very intentionally so that I enjoy my life. A lot of people comment about how much they love my energy. Do you think I just wake up and I have all that kind of energy? I don't. I do not. I generate that energy for myself. I'm intentional about feeling that way. Right? I find opportunities to be the kind of person I want to be. I want to be a fun person. I'm going to find opportunities to have fun because a fun person would be having fun on the regular, you know? So I just really want you to think about that too, your energy. So not only what it is that you really want, but the kind of energy you need to be that person because it's higher energy. It's anabolic energy. And you need to generate that for yourself now, not waiting until a certain thing happens. But being the person you want to be, seeking the opportunity, not waiting for motivation, creating motivation for yourself, creating inspiration for yourself, right? By shifting your energy and putting yourself in certain environments that make you feel really good, making yourself proud. Sometimes it's like you step out and because I was uncomfortable going to my first pickleball thing, totally uncomfortable. But I was proud of myself afterwards. I was uncomfortable doing that run. But afterwards, I was proud of myself. And it generated that energy. I have a race coming up this weekend that I'm running. I feel really out of shape right now. But I know afterwards, it's going to be uncomfortable. Let's keep it real. But afterwards, I'm going to be so proud of myself. And I'm always thinking about her, that future version of myself and setting her up for success. All right. I digress. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you have the best blessed day and that you know what you're meant for. And that's an abundant life. So, get clear what it is you want and start living that abundant life now by sparking the joy that you need. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Have, oh, I already told you, have a best day, but I'll say it again. Have the best, blessed, awesome day. Bye.